Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and whatever time it is, wherever you are, and welcome to Help Sheffield Podcast, approximately episode 66, although I'm not quite sure. And as we have been doing in recent times, we have yet another guest, a local Sheffield person, doing things that um, might interest you. So we have Stephen Meller. And Stephen, if you'd like to introduce yourself and try and have a guess why you're on this podcast. Oh, um, well, hello. Uh, yeah, I'm Stephen Meller, and I'm guessing, <laughs> just it's just a little hint I've got in the back of my mind, I'm here because I've written a book. Okay. What we do, I tend to do with the podcast is I try and ask people what they're doing to help Sheffield. So my angle of this, I would think, would be if there were other people out there, how do they get to write themselves a book? So where did it all begin for you, I suppose? Right, well, on that, the answer to that is quite straightforward. The actual book is rooted here in Sheffield. Although it's, it's a journey, everything really takes place as they journey through Spain. The reason why they're journeying through Spain is because of an event here in Sheffield. And then the flip side to the how does it help Sheffield, etc., is that we've got a launch coming up for the book, 16th of November, and we're doing it in aid of Sheffield Mind. Okay. So try and raise some money on the night through book sales and, and any other, and a collection. Just, you know, every little bit helps, I guess. And we're doing it for that reason, because the book really has running through it a theme of male grief. And and I'd have to say the toxicity that is in a specifically male grief, if grief, you know, is not handled correctly. I've been through a couple of grieving periods, let's say. One was which is, is in, in the book itself, wasn't handled very well by me. Okay. We're, we're good at that, though. Mate. Yeah. We're, you know, it really it's, it's was help. a stick my head in the ground and just plough on and everything will be all right, and it was not. And the other one, I started off doing exactly the same because I didn't know any better. And then halfway through, a good friend of mine took me to one side and said, you've got to get help. And that led me to get help and suddenly discover how actually grieving can... It can be a positive experience, which sounds an awful way of putting it, because, you know, why are you grieving in the first place? But you can have a positivity from it. You can become a better person because of the process of properly handling grief. So when I finished the book and I was putting the book out there and I started thinking about where I wanted to, if you like. There's always a question when when you have written a book and you're starting to publicise it. The question they always ask you to think about is why did you have to write the book? Why are you the one that's qualified to write that book? And certainly if you're writing the stuff that, that I'm writing. And it's my answer to that was because it was my grief. It was my toxicity. It was my problems that was all being worked through uh, into this story. And that's why, for me, when I set out, set out on this process of, of, OK, I've written a book, what do I do? Do I just put it on a shelf and hope for the best? Or do I publicise it? The reason I'm publicising it is because I want to help that discussion around male mental health and also men and their toxicity when it comes to grief. So that's, that's, that's the answer, if you like, to the first part of the question, which was <laughs> a long time ago, for seemingly, uh, about you know, helping Sheffield in that, in that sense. The other part of the question was something about, how do I write a book? Oh, <laughs> Wasn't I, it? I think I, I can't I remember ask, that I didn't ask to state it specifically, but I, I always think if people are thinking about writing their own book, did, have you self-published? Or it some, is yeah, independently okay. published, yes. Okay. Yeah. So... Just run me through that process, just because 
Indep- I don't know how to do that. Right, independently published means that you haven't got a traditional publishing house who then gets you into the into the Waterstones of this world. So you'll never see my book on that front front table at Waterstones, which is what every author dreams you of might. when they first start. Well, there's, you know, let's, let's, <laughs> let, let's hope for the best, but... Right here, right now, you won't because it's an independently published and only yeah. traditionally published books go, get on that, that table. The reason why it's independently published is because I have been flogging myself around agencies and traditional publishers for God knows how long now, trying to sell not just one, but actually two other books as well. And going, look, I'm a writer, do you want this work? And what I'm hitting every single time is we love the writing, it's very, very good. But you're not what we're looking for right now. Okay. Which is absolutely fine, because publishing is a business. Creating yeah. art is a business, whether we like to think of it that way or not. They've got to think, how many of these can I sell? What's selling at the moment? What's the zeitgeist and all of that? So you then make a decision as a writer. Do you keep doing that? Or do you basically jump to the other side of the fence, which is independently published? Which basically means you use platforms like Amazon or Ingram Sparks and there's a few others out there and you you take on board everything that needs to go into the process of publishing the book yeah so it's your responsibility to make sure it's properly written it's properly edited you have a cover um, if you can do it yourself or you get somebody else to do it that it's typeset and formatted correctly and then you push it through their their software when you've done all of that, you push it through the software and you have a book. It's a simple, you know, it sounds simple and in many ways it is simple. Yeah. The difficult bit is actually making sure you do all the early stages professionally, if you like, or, or to the best of your ability. And then, in the nicest sense, they ask a question on Amazon, when do you want to publish it? And you go, you know, pick a date yeah. and you are a published author. It feels sometimes that it doesn't have the validity that the traditional publish, publishing uh, process has. But bearing in mind the number of books now that are sold, you know, not just in the UK, but worldwide, which are independently published, it is a massive part of the sector. And to compete in that part of the sector, it's got to be a good book. Yeah. Are there any bookshops in Sheffield that take on independent publishing? Yeah, usually the independent bookshops themselves, and that's one of my next jobs. Okay. In my long list of jobs to do before the launch on the 16th of November is to get round all these independently published, okay. publishing uh, independent bookshops, should I say, and go, please, 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 will you stop my book? Stop my book a yeah. little bit, please. So I thought about that. I wondered about doing some sort of adventure. It's one of my many dreams of adventures is to just specifically doing a bookshop that just did self-publish because it must be... I don't know if anybody's got the figures of how many self-published books are in Sheffield. I know at least three people who've done it. Yeah. Um, I never knew how they'd done it, but I just wondered if there was a good outlet for them. There's always a section, there's probably even a section in Waterstones, I haven't been in for a while, to be perfectly honest, because I've been focusing on my own work. But there's, um, there's probably a section in there which is local authors. Yeah. But are they, are, they pub- are they traditionally published or are they self-published or are they local history? I, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, I need to go in and have a look. It is on the list, but... So tell me what's the title of your new book. I can see it in front of me, but I'll sort of ask the question anyway. That's, that's brilliant interviewing. It is called, <laughs> it's called From Where We Threw Dogs. Um, and the first thing that I found myself saying a lot at this moment in time is that we didn't actually throw any dogs. No canines, no animals of any sort have been hurt in the in making of this book. book. <laughs> you know, what, does the, what does the title mean? The title actually, the dogs it refers to are traitors. 
Okay. There's this gorge in Spain. Now, my dyslexia kicks in at this point, and I find it very difficult to say the Spanish name, which is one of the downsides of my promotion <laughs> at this moment in time. I find myself sitting at home quietly by myself, repeating the name of this damn gorge. But it's between Toledo and uh, Granada. And what happened was that the, the grieving process that main character is in, they go to, to Spain, basically just to travel and get some time away from from Sheffield where the, the death had taken place. And they travel, as I say, from where well, we travel Madrid, Toledo, we're down, going down to Granada, and you pass through this gorge, a spectacular place, it's a national park, but it's a scene, if you went back in, in history, the, the truth of, the, of that area was it was a massive bandit country. Okay. And they used to, uh, bandits used to use the gorge to trap travellers, kill them, steal from them, etc. And also the gorge was the site of a major battle between two warring armies in Spain. And the the winning ge- general found out that they had been in the process of winning, be, uh, betrayed by people. Uh, so he took the traitors to the top of the gorge and threw them off, hence from where we threw dogs. Okay. And in the the story is, uh, in the book, is that there's a modern-day traveller travelling through Spain and he's learning all these various uh, historical legends, myths, truths, and are, there's a specific one which is coming back in time, or sort of coming forward in time, to connect with him, because that protagonist and the historical protagonist have shared experiences, and only by, by them both focusing on their own grief do they sort themselves out, both of them. So it's a shared experience as it goes through. And it just happened, you know, I went through that gorge, I remember pulling over at that point in a, in a you know, to truck stop and just looking around, it was a brilliant place and it stuck with me as I travelled. Okay. You know, the, yeah, the next place is Granada with the Alhambra and it's a beautiful and wonderful place, but it didn't have, well it had an awful, uh, awfully strong impact upon me because it's a magnificent place to visit. But that gorge with that sense of you know, danger but also the um, modern... Getting hit by flying dogs. Yeah. <laughs> but the modern world has take taken it. You know, there's a road through it now. There's a railway track through it now. You know, it's become a national park, just like out in the Peak District, etc. So the danger that was once in that gorge, it's just gone. Okay. Did you have to go on holiday to um, check out your locations? Research. <laughs> I believe yeah. it's called. Yes, yeah. The research was extensive. <laughs> and... Um, uh, no, the, the research, it was, I, I travelled, I did the same journey that's in the book. And because I was going through this toxic grieving period at the same time, I found myself sitting down and writing as I was going through. And then in a couple of months after I got back to Sheffield from the travels, I just blasted out 20, 25,000 words and let it sit there for quite some time. And um, when I decided to work more on the story, I went, you know, my research was going back to my holiday photographs going back to the um, guidebooks yeah. and uh, going back to the memories of, you know, of, of where we'd been. So, yes, I kind of did the research before I knew I was writing the book. So I, I keep meaning to go back and do the same journey again just because to try and see, well, what one, to see you know, that, that the journey I took was in the mid-90s. So I think you know, it would be great to see what it's like now. But at the same token... Yeah, I think there's other places in the world to to, to discover now, so that's the next. Quite a few places, I yeah. yeah.
Um, so, bringing you back to the mental health element of it, did you involve you using Sheffield Mind? So, I didn't, we didn't really clarify, but I presume most people know that Sheffield Mind is a mental health charity. So, that's what has got you to do this as a charitable event. The reason I've chosen... No, I've not used Sheffield Mind. I've, I've, I've had my struggles over the years. I fight depression on a regular basis. But the, the reason why I've gone with Sheffield Mind is that... And I don't really want to go into, into the specifics of of the statement is that I just children's mental health provision in this city and I'm not a professional in it I'm just from the outside looking in and listening to people I know or, or, yeah. or, or Twitter's live with yeah. questions and queries and um, problems the, the mental health provision for children in this in this city is atrocious yeah. and it, I find that personally quite you know if we don't get them it sounds awful. If we don't help people early in this no, no, instance... No, I don't think that's awful. I think it's very true. Then I, I, it, and I can't change anything personally, and I don't have the skill set to be practically involved in that sort of sense. So if I can do a little bit, even if it's just you know a, a couple of hundred quid along the way into the pot to help with some, health, some mental health, I'm, I'm, it's the least I can do. So what's the actual plan for the evening? The, the plan for the evening, uh, as you may recall, we do a um, podcast called Prompty Prompt, a wonderful little thing that rolls off your, the tongue. See earlier podcast yes. number something or other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're um, the first ever returner to the oh podcast. Oh, yeah. excellent, excellent. I'll have to come up with some other reason to come back again. Uh, do I get a star? Do I get I'll extra find stars? you some paper or some mache or something. The evening's going to be, we're going to about 25 minutes worth my podcast buddy Letty Butler, the absolute brilliant Letty Butler, will be questioning me and I will be answering and I'll probably read a little bit from the book. Then we'll have a break and then in the second half we're going to do a shortened version of the podcast but record okay. it live. We've never okay. done it, well podcast was all about writing to a live challenge yeah. but that was always done in a studio. This time we're going to do it in front of an audience. I've always wanted to say we're recording live, or filmed live in front <laughs> you, of a studio audience. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a phone on a table in a pub. <laughs> but I've always wanted to do that. My kids are filmmakers, so they've said that they're going to film it as okay. well. So, and we could put it up on the, the Prompty Prompt YouTube channel and things like this. So we're going to do a, a short and just the writing challenges, but we do it live in front of an audience. So just so people know where to find you, you've obviously got your book, you've got your Prompty Prompt clickety click. Idea. <laughs> um, what are your social media? Oh, I've got to remember them now. I'm like, yeah. uh, Twitter yeah. is at. I've heard of it. Uh, yeah, so have I, and I've forgotten it for the moment. Now that's dreadful, isn't it? <laughs> wow, quick, quick, ask me another question. I can think of it very, very quickly. Is it this? Oh, oh that means I've got to change my glasses. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll slide read it. You go on then. Twitter is at SG Meller yep. Writer. So that's SG M E double L O R and the word writer. Yep. Instagram is Instagram, Instagram. That's different to Instagram. Into that's some sort of yes, yeah. recruitment for yeah. older people. <laughs> um, Stephen Mel writer. So that's S T E P H E N M E W L O R writer. What yeah. do you put on your Instagram? I have this this weird thing of collecting faces, which aren't proper not not human faces, but faces in nature. So you see a okay. face on a tree or. Uh, uh, all sorts of things, uh, stones and all the rest of it. So I, I get these pictures more from wherever I go. I keep seeing faces. 
the public doesn't say very much, you know, <laughs> should, people should be worried at this moment in time, I'm saying this aloud. And I, so I put a lot of these on my social media. I tended to use the social media to, to enjoy myself. Okay. Well, uh, and I don't, it's one of those where I believe if you, cannot, if you can't say something nice, don't say it, you know. So therefore, it's a jolly place to be, both my Twitter and, apart from the fact I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan, so occasionally I go... Oh, this is not very good. Yes. <laughs> you know, so. Well, I think quite a few people in the city on both sides yeah. are, are, are in a similar boat at the moment. Yeah. And so it's a jolly place to follow, and you'll there's there's jokes. Well, I won't say there's jokes, but the things that amuse me out of day to day life are there. There's a, my, my brother's got a website that's um, just pictures of park benches called a, something like A Good Sit Down. Oh, I love it's it. Just pictures of park benches here, there, and everywhere. That's I don't fantastic. know if he still does it or not. I'll have to find out from him. But yeah, he does that because he has nothing else to do. <laughs> Is there anything you would like to add before I conclude? I no, um, what I was uh, to. if people want to um, come along to the launch night, it's Thursday the 16th of November. Uh, tickets are free. You get them through Eventbrite. Just search from where we threw dogs and grab them there. It's, I, we're asking people just to get the tickets in advance so I know how many chairs to put out on the night. So I just, it's just purely practical. And, and where would they get them? Um, Eventbrite? Eventbrite, yeah. Okay. Eventbrite. Is that the less car? I don't know, I'm a voice did that then. <laughs> uh, the less car uh, on Shadowvale Road in the back room. But more importantly, really, truth for me and for any writer out there is buy the books. Yeah. It really is down to that. You know, we spend more money on coffee than we do, you know, than, than buying a book. We spend, you know, it's more important to get the mocha right than, you know, you spend five hours. It sounded like mocha that involved books, but it, it failed me. <laughs> I was thinking of blocker, but that doesn't make yeah. any sense. But by the book, it's uh, from where we threw dogs. It's on Amazon. So if you search for Stephen Mello on Amazon, you'll find you'll find the books there. And please, please, please buy them because you know they're really good. I've had some great reviews. That's what I oh, should okay. tell you. Okay. I've had some fantastic reviews, uh, and they're up there on the um, on the website. And I can't remember them either at this moment in time. I'm really not doing very well here. I should print <laughs> things off and bring them with me. So but if you no. want to find anything out about this book, just turn up to the um, book opening night and then Stephen will have everything written down as to what he needs to tell you. <laughs> I'll have massive crib sheets all around the wall with the things that you need to know, yeah. But no, the reviews have been all five-star. They've all been... Uh, beautiful things have been said about it. About it. My favourite so far is it has the makings of a cult classic. That could go one way or the other. Yeah, <laughs> I'm damn sure they said cult. And let's just leave it like that. Okay, thank you very much. So that's Stephen Meller and his book From Where We Threw Dogs. Check it out on Amazon and come to his book launch. And thank you very much. Thank you, Stephen. Pleasure.